Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Depends on what part of the planet you're residing. Welcome to Atlantic Discourse. My name remains Ade Balogun. I remain your host and anchor for this podcast. Well, today we're talking about Nigeria. Now, the topic is will Nigeria ever break up? People are talking about it. There's so much instability, so much mayhem, plenty potential a lot of chances for growth and what have you but nothing serious is happening so we're going to look at why there's a possibility that nigeria could break up so as you know always at atlantic discourse we always go for the facts we embrace all facets of humanity to disseminate positive news in a world filled with a lot of very bad news we give a voice to the unheard always we balance the information equation we search and discuss the facts wherever it leads to we combine the best of all races to get the best out of mankind. We serve as a bridge between the developing world and the developed world. We embrace business, art, sport, politics, IT, health, history and faith-based issues. We never shy away from the facts. That's what we do here. So quickly, will Nigeria ever break up? Well, we'll try and answer that question the best way possible. So we're going to look at, yeah, let's have a, a little bit of overview about Nigeria. Then we look at some ethnic and religious issues, wars and instability. Then we tell you what we see from the Atlantic Discourse crystal ball. So Africa's most populous country attained independence from Britain in 1960. That's Nigeria. A lot of us know that, you know, and they adopted the constitution, the new constitution in 1999. That's the one they're using to transit. So for the first time, Nigeria is on its longest democratic transition. We started in 1999. It became a republic in 1963. It became independence in 1960. So Nigeria has had roughly about 15 uh, head of state. I'm going to go through them. Uh, in, in a little while. So geographically, the country is about 923,076 square kilometer. The land mass itself is 910,076 square kilometer, but the water mass is 13,000 square kilometer. Climate, well, varies equatorial in south, tropical in the center and in the north. Natural resources, we have natural gas, petroleum, tin, iron ore, coal, limestone, nibion, you know, very, very, very blessed country, almost uh, very arable land. There's almost no mineral resources you don't, you don't find in Nigeria. Economically, yes, one of the largest economy in Africa, it's the largest in the West Africa. It's all dependent, export-wise, you know. So COVID-19 and oil prices shocked have shaken things up a bit. The economy is no diving, a lot of debts and all that. So it's not looking too good. Well, GDP, purchasing power parity, that's about uh, 1.251 trillion. That's a 2020 estimate. So industries, like I said, is oil, coal, columbine, rubber, hides and skins, textiles, cements, product, footwear, chemical, fertilizer, printing, ceramic, and what have you. Agricultural industry is also very strong. We are Nigeria is big in cassava, yam, maize, oil, palm fruit, rice, vegetable, sorghum, granite fruit, and sweet potato. Export wise, I think it was 39.94 billion in 2020. That's crude oil, natural gas, and what have you. Nigeria's major economic partners are India, 16%. Spain takes 10% of the chunk. US takes 7% of the chunk. Uh, France, I think France takes 7%. Netherlands, 6%. Import-wise, Nigeria imports about 72.12 billion 
dollars at least that's the 2020 estimate too i mean some of it are refined petroleum even though nigeria has crude oil we still import a lot of uh, refined crude so partners in in this crude oil importation business you have china which is responsible for about 30 percent of it netherlands 11 percent us 6 belgium 5 percent just to name a few the population various estimates everywhere you know but i mean what i have my calculation my investigation makes it comes about 219 million you know 219.5 million actually population growth is going to be about 2.53 percent every year you know maybe for the next five years it's going to be like that's going to be the top five one of the top five most populated countries in the world in the next 10 to 15 years ethnic group where well, the Aousas they are 30 percent Yorubas 15.5 percent Igbos 15.2 percent Fulani 6 percent the TV 2.4 percent Kanuri and Beriberi they are 2.4 Ibibio 1.8 the Ijaws are 1.8 others 24.7 so that's where it is ethnically Overall, Nigeria has about 250 ethnic nationalities. That, that's a lot. I mean, for a country in Africa, that's, that's a lot. The closest to that in Africa probably has maybe 50, you know, ethnic nationalities. So the language, official language is English. The other major traditional languages are Aousa, Yoruba, Igbo, Fulani, and what have you. So Muslims are about 53.5 percent population roman catholic 10.6 percent other christians denominations are 35.3 the ancestral worshippers traditional religion roughly 0.6 some say it could be more but that's how we found it and that's how we investigated so so that that's that basically so nigeria is having an election next year very key key election for nigeria will nigeria survive it well Let's see, Nigeria has gone through so much. There have been so many instances where people say Nigeria will not survive. So, ethnic and religion have broken down the estimate. Nigeria has always had all these issues, but it's almost 50-50. 50% Muslim, 50% Christian. So, nobody can really say, but there are more Muslims in the north than in the south. But the Yoruba tribe of the west, southwestern part, have both Muslims and Christians. So, but I think that's why that's what really gave the aid to Muslims, having 53.5% of the population. Now, will Nigeria ever break up? That's a very, very big question. So I'm going to quote from two, two major scholars, you know. I'm going to try and tell you what one guy, Sonny Ikeo, has said in 2013. And I, and I took it very seriously. So let me just share with you some of the things he said. He said the question of whether Nigeria can break up still lingers. 63 years after our independence. I will start by answering the question first. Yes, Nigeria can break up. But if we choose to and are willing to pursue and execute policy that will lead to its breakup. Simple. That's why I say that it, the, the country is tilting towards that direction. If it's, I mean, if, if it's not averted, that's definitely what's going to happen. So the choice is ours as a people, according to Sonny. You know, he also said, do we want to remain as one united country? What are the things that are required to keep us as one? Do we have them in place? Our country, Nigeria, was programmed to fail from the beginning. It was created on faulty foundation of deceit along ethnic, religious, demographic, and geographic position. Well, our colonial masters, the British, started with other conspiracies to set the North against the South, with cooked censors and demographic figures, crooked mappings, and the likes. 
Looking critically at the map of Nigeria today, does this show equity and fairness with respect to religious allocation? That was the handiwork of our British colonial masters. I'm still reading what Sonny Ikira said. He said, when Nigerians took over, they continued to build on this. Uh, when Nigerians took over, that is from the colonialists, they continued to build on the lies and faulty foundation to suit their own personal agenda. So that, those are the politicians. So that is why the issue of ethnicity is as fresh as it was at the inception of the country. The country took off with three major ethnic tribes. Hausa, Yoruba, and Igbos. Nothing was done for the minorities, and no interest was given to issues concerning their plight. Everybody from up across the Niger is an Hausa man, while everybody down south, excluding the Yoruba West, is an Igbo man, which really technically is not true. Anyway, that was the situation, as such was the thinking of our political leaders, and that the whole South South, with the exception of the Midwest, was regarded as the East. That's why the Bibio man was east from office for Nandi Azikiwe to be premier of Eastern region when the Yorubas rejected it. The consequence of the neglect of the minority by the major tribe is what we are witnessing today, particularly along the South-South region and some part of the Middle Belt and the North. Sonny Ikira went as far as saying, he said, can Nigeria divide when we have no laid foundation for the conduct of a proper census on which basis a proper planning can be effected? for future growth. How can we survive? Every census that's taking place in this country has been faulted. People see it as a way to gain control of politics at the center, so every group tends to inflate their figures. Politics is all about population. Are we ready to get the correct population statistics in place as it concerns every state, region, city, and locality? With an overbloated federal structure of 36 cabinet ministers plus federal capital territory representative, how can we sustain and remain as a nation? The United States of America, with all of its outreaches, size and baggages, does not even have more than 18 cabinet ministers or secretaries, or as we called over there. Surely, our federal cabinet structure is overbloated. It can be reduced down to a reasonable level for real-time effectiveness. The overhead at the center is causing a big drain on the nation's resources, encouraging wastages fraud and ineffective supervision of projects. As a result of the rush to the center, the constitutional through federalism is jettisoned. The federal government is simply the big brother because of the heavy resources allocated to it, and states fall out of favor with them are adequately sanctioned. Like former President Basoja did to the former governor of Lagos State, then uh, Mr. Balatinumbu. Until true federalism is imposed with relative freedom of state, to pursue their programs at their own pace and ability, the scramble for the center will continue to cause disunity among the people. Can Nigeria break up? Yes, it can. If only, if nothing positive is done. He asks again, can Nigeria break up? Over 90% of the nation's sustenance is dependent only on the resources of oil. Can Nigeria break up only if justice, equity, and fair play takes place? The people of the oil-producing states are complaining that oil production has caused serious despoliation of their land. Every other productive endeavor that the country has engaged in in the past, like agriculture and so on, has been jettisoned. The oil-producing states are agitating for adequate compensation, and if their needs are not met, programs and developments in their states will be affected. Are we ready to look beyond oil for economic sustenance? 
The answer to this question is vital to the issue of Nigeria's unity as a country. It is important for all states of the Federation to strive for self-sufficiency through investment in their core areas, agriculture, mining, tourism, commerce and the like. Can Nigeria break up? Do we have a leader of vision? Focus on selflessness. Leadership has contributed to the successes of nature like China, Singapore, Germany, America, just to mention a few. A leader of courage, free from corruption. Do we have such at the helm of affairs in Nigeria? A leader that would do things without affiliation, without thinking of religion or his ethnic affiliation. A leader with free disposition, always for merit, who shuns ethnicity. Do we have such? One that is ready to stick with the common good instead of the selfishness that has been associated with past leaders. Can such be found in the land irrespective of its ethnic background? The day Nigeria decides to identify with such leader, that day will be our proper foundation as a nation and state be laid properly and then development will take place with equity, justice and fair play, devoid of religious rancor and nepotism. A country that aspires for growth as a nation state must put in place conducive environment for the people's safety. Do we have a police force that can contain all the multifaceted security problems besetting us? Some have clamored for state police while our politicians allow the state police to run according to the ideals of the police institution. Will the federal government allow the police to run without undue stress on the police authorities? Can our police force operate without bias? A correct answer to all these questions will determine whether Nigeria can remain one country or break up. Presently, the animosity towards our police personnel is so high that people cannot trust them to pass vital information. That is why Boko Haram sect has remained elusive till date in Nigeria. The way our politicians are behaving, it is as if they enjoy a fractious situation for the country in the way they bicker along ethnic and religious lines. Incidentally, when they come to the issue of their bogus allowances, they will not fall out of line. Like the center, the running of the National Assembly is consuming so much of our national, national resources. The legislators must be thinking along the line of making their job a part-time one and their remuneration based on the number of times they sit. Will our greater politician agree to this arrangement? Their decision will help us determine whether the nation can break up or not. The conditions for breakup are too numerous. A country where citizens cannot move freely as they will they would have loved to, where the indigenship and the settler issue has been a reoccurring decima, where foreign countries and elements have infested our rank and file for their own selfish interests. Nigeria is on the verge of precipice. Will it break or will it not? As what Mr. Sonny Ikewa said, and to a very large extent is absolutely on point, and there's nothing to fault there. Because if you look at it, we Nigeria fought a civil war in 1967, to 1970, a lot of us know what led to that war. At that time, it was all ethnic and religious based. And the colonialists did not, you know, help matters. That's what Sonny was saying. Nigeria was structured to fail in the first instance. Now, another way to look at it is that Britain colonized Nigeria, but Britain had other experiments. Let's start with India. India today has broken up into Pakistan and Bangladesh. Pakistan broke out of India, subsequently Bangladesh. So India as a colonial enclave then has now broken to three independent sovereign entities, followed by Malay. Malay today is Singapore and Malaysia. So what's happening? Second experiment and Malaysia and Singapore living as two independent sovereign entities doing well economically. Now, 
the third experiment, Sudan. Now we have North Sudan and recently a country called South Sudan was created out of that. So the fourth major British experiment with such a large population, 250 multi-ethnic group nationalities, so to say, is Nigeria. We do think, I do think, and all of us here, we've, we've, we've discussed it, and we think that Nigeria will actually be better off, you know, if it's broken down into one or two entities. And one of the reasons that we, we, we while we were researching this, one of the things we came up with, that when we look at the map of West Africa, we actually noticed that if you put a ruler, a, a dot on a city in northern Nigeria called Zaria, and you rule a perpendicular line across Nigeria, you discover that everything beneath that line that uh, that perpendicular line is is christian except the yorubas of southwest nigeria that's the only semblance of islam you see beneath that zaria line so the argument is why is northern nigeria not part of chad you know niger because after all northern cameroon is islamic northern Benin republic is islamic northern togo is islamic northern ghana is islamic northern ivory coast is islamic because people in northern ivory coast boike and co they are they are muslim northern ghana tamale and co they are muslim northern togo kara and co they are muslim northern benenati gungu paraku and co they are muslim northern cameroon when you talk of marua garua you know all the bafusam area that they're, they're muslim so we i think the colonialists should have thought of all that and done it but now they've done it they've done it so what's the way forward like sonny said the census has always been a bad bad badly organized it's always uh in favor of the northern stock you know the Aosafola and the oligarchy who still rule nigeria as designed by the british and we all know that the british and most colonial uh, entities designed africa to fall like that if you look at burundi and rwanda for example at independent rwanda was a majority hutu minority tutsi but the belgians handed power to the minority tutsi we all know what happened in Bur Bur burundi and rwanda subsequently rwanda burundi is vice versa of what happened in uh, rwanda they made Burundi majority Tutsi, minority Hutu. So, I mean, these are bordering nations. Why don't you just put all the Hutus in one country and all the Tutsis in the other? But they created a scenario whereby they give power to the minority at independent. And we all know what happened in Rwanda. The story is, 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 is everywhere. In, in three months, the Hutu, uh, Hutu majority killed one million. And I repeat, one million Tutsi in, in, in 90 days. That's crazy. That's uh, that's just irresponsible. And the, the whole world sat there and they did not do anything. Nigeria being the largest population of black people anywhere in the world, one out of every six black people in the world is in Nigeria. So if nothing is done with the way the Boko Haram uh, stuff is going on, killing people, now it's all over the place. The Igbos are shouting, they want they want self-determination, the Yorubas want it to. Now, a country that has 250 ethnic nationalities cannot just be allowed to be combusted into one entity. There should be freedom of speech, freedom of assertion, which you don't have. Nigeria, geography, like geography taught us, geography tells us that people that live in coastal areas are usually more populated than people that live in the interland. Nigeria is probably the only country in the world where the people that live in the interland are more populated than people by the coast. Nigeria is the only country in the world where people that live in desert and arid areas have more population. So, there's a lot of 
uh, injustice in Nigeria. You can see from the 36 state structure, majority of those states are in the north. I think 19 of them are in the north. You have several and 74 local governments in Nigeria. About 60% of those local governments are in the north. You have uh, about 109 senators, three for each state. But it is clear that because there are more states in the north, that you probably have more senators in the north. The House of Representatives, for example, has more 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 representative from the north i mean look at lagos 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 has more population but it doesn't even have as much local government as kano if you look at kano and uh, jigawa jigawa state was created out of kano jigawa i think has 27 local government kano has 44. when you do the math you add that together kano and jigawa i think jigawa has 37 kano has 44. so when you do the math that's well over 70 local government so what why should that be why should yobe state have 17 local government and uh a, a state like Oyo, you know, that has 33 local government, you now say, for example, that Katsina, yeah, what I was going to say, Katsina has a higher population, according to the Nigerian census, than Oyo state. Naibado is the largest city in Africa, you beat that. So those are the injustices there, the recruitment, the civil service, everything. And so so those are things that lead to, to, to bad balancing, no credibility, we get bad leaders. Now, it's not just the Northerners are causing it. There's, there's bad administration in the East. There's bad administration all over Nigeria. So, now, will it break up? Well, I think it's inevitable. I think it's just a matter of time. I cannot say strategically when, but even the Americans have predicted it that it's, it's, it looks like it's going to happen. The way it is as we speak, I think the 2023 election is, is just going to be the, the final the final straw you know i think before or after the election something will give eventually the economy is gone the the debt level cannot just hold even china that's ready to give everybody loan is running away from nigeria the other day militants attacked the plane on the wrong way they they stopped the train in its tracks i mean between abuja and kaduna kaduna is where all nigeria's military armament is abuja is the center of power some even say the government of the day has a lot of role to play because the the jihadis the boko Haramis, they are also full and that the government is aiding them well time will tell what i do know is that no country goes on like this forever something will give eventually what has happened in nigeria I mean, in so many other countries, 10% of it is what led to a major pogrom and, and what have you. So I do think that it's just a matter of time. Look at the past leaders, more of them, a lot of them have even been northerners. Currently, every southerner that wants to rule is not allowed to. It's only the Yorubas, for example, that produce more president than the Igbos, because I think it's only Azikyo that was president general, and our general Hiroshi who was there for just six months. But anytime a Yoruba man becomes president, he's always a candidate of the North, not a candidate of the people. So Nigeria has violated or defied all logic, you know, no, the health system is dead. The education system is non-existent. Security-wise, Nigeria is, is just sheer buffoonery. Nothing serious to, to show for it. So it's just a matter of time. And it is fair to call it a failed state. It's a failed state. It was formerly the bacon and the hope of the black race. But right now it's battered almost beyond repair. As of 1962, Nigeria was at parity with the likes of India, Malaysia, China. Today, Nigeria is like a persona non grata, a relegate of some sort economically. Everybody wants oil, 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 oil. Can you imagine four refineries in Nigeria? 
crude oil producers nation none of those refineries are working nigeria is nigeria is importing refined refined petroleum product that's a shame a very very big shame now we all know that if nigeria is not working well you know africa will probably not work well a lot of us are blaming on colonialism but can we still blame it on colonialism today can we still blame because a lot of other countries have, i mean india was colonized pakistan was colonized and they seem to be getting themselves you know in the right track especially the asian countries i mean another good example is south africa south africa is like nigeria now you have power failure in south africa since the apartheid people left it's like if south africa is decelerating it's retarding in growth you know since mandela left power Mbeki tried to build but every other thing from zuma to Cyril Ramaphosa has been on a downside. So that's why I say you really cannot blame colonialism. Yes, it's their fault. They set the booby trap, the foundation for failure. But as a people, what are the Africans doing about it? With all this economic issue, look at Egypt, even under CC dictator. Digital economy is picking up. They're doing the right thing, building the right things, organizing themselves. But Nigeria just doesn't have a grasp of it. No national airline, no national shipping line, nothing productive. We have, you know, gotten so much loan. Right now, Nigeria is using more than half of its national income to service debt. Those are the insignias of a failed state. So at Atlanta Discuss, we think that and we prefer that it's just a matter of time. What Nigeria needs, first thing first, it's like the constitution has to be rewritten. They need a people's constitution. The current constitution in Nigeria, first line says, we the people of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. When did they, the people, ever write a constitution? They never did. So that itself is a live ab initio. It's a lie in the morning. And if it's a lie in the morning, it's a lie in the afternoon, it's a lie at night. It won't hold. So Nigeria is an artificial conceptual. You know, it was just, you know, it was the creation of of, of, of the white man and, and it's not going to stand. We've tried everything. There can be equity. Like Sonny said in his write-up, you cannot have 36 ministers. You know, we can't. There's too much power in the center, you know. Look at India. India is the largest democracy in the world, the most populous democracy, but all the powers of state is not concentrated in Delhi. You know, but there, there are still concentration of powers in, 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 in regions and states. You know, the, the state, the federal government only controls probably uh, the military, um, uh, foreign affairs and what have you. But there's a lot of delegation and, and uh, devolution of power. That is what we need in Nigeria. We need to have a constitution. We need equity, justice and fair play. We need to have good system. We need honest people. We need a policing system that works. It's not a must that the federal government has to control everything because the ploy is just that the outside the, the full and the who of course the British left in charge want to have control of everything. Now the what will break the camel's back is the 20, 2023 election. People are fed up, people are hungry. There's so much ammunition everywhere. The Igbos wants to go. I do think the South is to have their way eventually. I don't know when, but I, I do think the Biafra will have. Because if you go to United Nations today, their case is a top border. If there, if there are two ethnic nationalities that want independence tomorrow, before you write one or two countries, the Biafran name will always come up. So I do think 
it, it's just a matter of time. I think Nigeria is sitting on a keg of gunpowder. Everybody has predicted it. Right now, it's TikTok. TikTok, we're counting. How it will happen, I don't know. When it will happen, we don't know. But Nigeria is, is on the verge. So I'm going to call it a wrap there. I mean, we, 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 we've tried our best, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. All the indices, all the parameters and the yardstick of a failed state, Nigeria has fulfilled them. So that'll be it today. So next week, I'll be coming to you with another very juicy and fantastic topic. Have a fantastic weekend. God bless you all. Bye.